Happy Black Friday. Hello, happy Black Friday. Are you um are you out shopping? No. Oh, that's right, because you're here. Yes. But there is no way you could pay me enough to go and stand in lines and watch people fight with each other to get a cheap TV. Or a $12 toaster. No. Mm-mm. Like, there is nothing in the world that is important enough that I think that I would need to stand and go out into public into places today. No. My whole Black Friday philosophy has always been sleep in. Yeah. And then at 3 o'clock when everybody's sputtered out, mm-hmm. I go into Best Buy. And I have the whole place to myself. Right. And they haven't sold out of anything except the crap I don't want. Right. Like, I don't need a new radio alarm clock. But you know that you can get all of those things online now, too. Well, especially now. Black Friday's was Cyber Monday. Going, yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's all been, like, especially all this the deals. Year. Yeah. It's been going for like a week and a half. Now. Right. So there's no point. Like, we just got this new studio TV that no one's seen because it's off camera. It's true. And the day after that, they launched Black Friday and we could have gotten 10 more inches for, for the same amount of money. Everybody likes 10 more inches for the same amount of money. (laughs) I'm Misty. And I'm Ike. For the next 15 minutes, we're going to debate pop culture. My background's in music. My background's in film. I know the topics beforehand. And I don't. We check the internet for the facts. And ruin it with opinions. From pop rocks in your lunchbox. To Happy Meal toys and swatch clocks. What are we talking about on Black Friday? Well, I think that this will be a fun Black Friday episode okay. because today's all about products, people buying stuff. Yep. Um, we're going to do the biggest failed product marketing in the world. Okay. Like marketing plans for big new products that yep. just flopped. Biggest marketing. <clears throat> it's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's pretty great in history. Uh-huh. Let's, oh, I have to, whoa, there's some good ones. There are already. some really good ones. Let's get a timer going here. Dun, dun, dun. And meow. All right. <clears throat> Man. You want me to start it out? Yeah. 1975, the Sony Betamax. Do you remember the Betamax? Sony Betamax. Uh, the thing that competed with VHS tapes? It actually, um, came out before oh really did it come out before um i think they came out at like around the same time and so they battled each other so you could get vhs tapes or you could get betamax tapes yep um and betamax was proprietary to sony um which meant that the market for vhs products quickly outpaced the betamax um, apparently, a lot of people think that the Betamax was technically better product, but more people made VHS tapes mm-hmm. and VHS players. So it wasn't like a monopoly type thing. So more people had access to it. So it was a huge fail, and you can't find a Betamax no more. I got a good one. Tell me. This feels like it was only a year ago. Okay. But in 2013, <clears throat> yeah. Google Glass. <gasps> The glasses that had the weird camera in them? Yeah. That's right. I and forgot it was about those. to like scan people's faces, right. pull up their Facebook, tell you their name. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Can you imagine if that had stuck around and we'd all just been like, oh, hello, Brian. Totes forgot about that. Yeah. How about New Coke? That's got to be the big, most popular one. Yeah. So um, the what brought New Coke on was Pepsi's entire marketing campaign of the Pepsi Challenge. Where they would blindfold people and give them a Pepsi and a Coke. 
and everybody picked Pepsi, which is really weird to me because I like Coke better, but whatever. Um, and so there was a huge surge in people buying Pepsi. So in response, Coke tried to create a product that tasted more like Pepsi instead of Coke. And they called it New Coke. <laughs> it was in 1985. Um, they actually abandoned the product after only two weeks and went back to the original formula. Wow. Coke Classic. Here's one that will uh, hit close to home for you. Uh-oh. E.T., the extraterrestrial. <gasps> yeah. The Atari video game in 1982. It failed? Big time. How? Several video games have failed over the years, but arguably none as spectacularly as E.T. the Extraterrestrial. The video game was created and developed shortly after the release of Steven Spielberg's classic film. With only five weeks spent in development, games typically take months, if not years, to program. The game was notoriously difficult and sold miserably. Atari spent $21 million <gasps> to purchase the rights up to the franchise and $5 million on promotion of the game. The company made 4 million copies, but only sold 1.5 million copies. Atari buried the leftover copies in a landfill. Oh! There's a documentary about that. Oh my gosh! This is not in the article, but I've seen this documentary <clears throat> where a group of guys that are fans of this game because it's so hard, and they have tournaments, they uh -huh. go to where the games were buried, and they dig up the other <gasps> 2.5 million copies of them. That's so cool. Yeah. I'll try and find that documentary for you. Yeah. Oh, I would totally watch that. On. You know how much I'm I love Google E.T. That. and anything about E.T. E.T. game wow. documentary. I didn't even know that there was an E.T. Atari game at all. The documentary is called Atari... Nope. <clears throat> bum, bum, bum. Atari Game Over. I'm going to have to look that up. And it is... Uh, you would love that movie. I'm totally going to watch it. And they find them. That's so awesome. No spoilers, but that's su it's such a really good one. That's very cool. Um, I'm going to go back to cola for a minute. Okay. Did you know that Pepsi once had, they tried to market something for a breakfast cola drinker called Pepsi AM. Oh, really? It only lasted a year and they took it off the market and they came back a year later and tried to market crystal Pepsi, the clear Pepsi. Wow. Yeah. And that failed as well. Um, after a year. So, <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Did you know that in 1988, R.J. Reynolds tried to have a smokeless cigarette? I actually do know a little bit about this. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The smoke, the burn, and the flick. Another issue was the widely reported unpleasant chemical taste, <laughs> which one user described as resembling burning plastic. Oh. R.J. Reynolds sunk close to $1 billion into the product before pulling it off the market within one year. A billion dollars you know in 1988. I get the the idea of it because that's the worst thing about smoking a cigarette to non-smokers is the smell mm -hmm. of the smoke. So if they could have figured out how to make it not taste like hot garbage on fire, then, yeah. I mean, that could have been a game changer. Can you imagine how much money they would have made off that if they would have done it the right way? Oh, it was worth gambling a billion on because oh, they completely. would have made billions yeah. a year. Do you, are you a fan of lip balm? Do you, do you use any lip protection products? What's yeah. your favorite lip balm flavor? Um... <clears throat> Well, you're going to laugh at me. You know I'm all bougie. I use this brand called Vertly that actually has CBD in it that I get at oh. like a bougie cosmetic, like all natural cosmetic store. That's That sounds <laughs> similar to um, Cheetos Lip Balm in 2005. Oh! <laughs> oh, no! Uh. No! Did it make your lips orange? 
popular <laughs> I don't know. So gross. Popular lip balm brands such as Chapstick, Blistex, and Burt's Bees have successfully sold their products to Americans for decades. Many prefer such flavors as cherry, mint, and vanilla bean. Not every popular flavor can be successful, successfully turned into a lip balm. However, a lesson PepsiCo subsidiary Frito Lay learned the hard way. Seems like PepsiCo is going. They really. Well, you know what? They take some pretty out there chances. And you know what? Every once when it when it pays off, it allows them to have a hundred fails. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, while Cheetos has been a popular snack for more than six decades, Cheetos flavored lip balm failed to catch oh. on with consumers. I mean, that's just like taking Cheeto dust and putting wax around it and putting it in a stick. It is exactly that. It's like, t- you know, the shit that's on your finger. Cheeto dust. You could just, you just. Yeah. Ew. Oh, my God. This isn't a product, Ooh. but it's actually something I worked on. Okay. Fox's show Terra Nova in 2011 and did all the promos for it. I don't it. remember that. They spent $50 million on it, including what? marketing costs. Some of that went in my pocket because <laughs> I worked on it. <laughs> What? Yeah, they were like. What was the show about? It was it was them on another planet. It's like um, Avatar, but okay. it was like not connected to Avatar. But it was like they're terraforming another planet, and there was like Jurassic Park elements to it. That sounds like a <clears throat> lot. Yeah, they on. went big on it. I remember in 2011. Just seems like yesterday. Man, I can't believe that's even on this list. Huh. The pilot for the show alone cost between sixteen and twenty million dollars to make. Holy crap! Turnover encountered numerous production mishaps while filming in Australia, including a flood that nearly killed a crew member. Ratings failed to meet expectations, and the show was not renewed for a second season. Fox is estimated to have spent fifty million on a failed show, not including marketing. Not including marketing costs. Do you remember Microsoft Bob? No. So Microsoft Bob was. It was supposed to be a user-friendly interface for Windows that it almost made your computer into like a house and it would like teach you things. And it was managed by Melinda before she was Bill Gates' wife. Hmm. Um, It came out in 1995 and then they killed it a year later. And Gates wrote in a statement, Bob died. (laughs) So Bob was like a guy in your computer that was supposed to help you navigate your computer. Like Siri. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But it was in your desktop. Wow. Yeah. But Bob died. <laughs> so you know how you can if, like barely get on the internet now without somebody suggesting like Blue Apron or oh, like, yeah. a frozen uh-huh. food company? Yeah. In 1982, the company Colgate came out the toothpaste with, company. Exactly. Came out with kitchen entrees. And it okay. failed miserably because everybody was like, that's toothpaste. I'm not going to eat that. Well, yeah. I mean, they should have not necessarily put their branded their name all over it. Yeah. It was Colgate Kitchen Entrees may be the best example of such product failure. When it came oh. to pre-prepared frozen meals, Americans had plenty of options in the 1980s. That's true. Like, I don't understand. Like, was it something you could go to the store and buy out of the freezer section? Mm-hmm. Which is almost pre-microwave. No. When did no. the microwave come out? 70s. We didn't get one until the mid-90s. Mm, it was like the late 70s when they came out. I mean, they weren't like a super common household thing until mid-80s, I think. Uh, Percy Spencer invented the microwave in 1946. Oh, Percy. And it was originally named 
the radar range. Okay, that's creepy. My, um, I took one of those classes for like uh, idiots, mm-hmm. like shop class, but like with electronics in high school. There's <laughs> yeah. like, here's just go over here and stop bothering us. And our teacher told us how to take the cover off of a microwave and implant a microwave in the ceiling so that when someone walked under it a number of times, you'd cook them from the inside out and you could kill them eventually. My high school teacher taught me that. He's like, you can aim microwaves at somebody and like slowly kill them. That's first of all, really scary that your high school teacher taught you that. Secondly, I think that they will probably die on their own before you end up being able to get them to walk under the microwave ray enough times to slowly kill them. Well, you find someone that goes under the same <coughs> thing multiple times. I'm pretty right? sure there's probably easier ways to kill somebody than oh, that. Oh, sure. But you could you could get away with it until the cops find a fucking microwave in the ceiling. I wow. With your fingerprints all over it. What about the Arch Deluxe? Is that a McDonald's thing? Uh Uh-huh. Never caught on. Uh, Intended to appeal to urban sophisticates outside of their target demographic. Uh, To reach this group, McDonald's spent $100 million, making it one of the most expensive product flops in history. Wow. Check this out. I think this is just a classic case of being before your time. But uh, Coors Rocky Mountain Sparkling Water. I remember that. 1990. Yeah. yeah. If that had come out in 2000 or Absolutely. It, when like the, now? Yeah. Look at LaCroix. LaCroix. However you say it. LaCroix. That's yeah. another. I can't believe it. That was just a. It's been around forever. Yeah. Forever. Like it Whole was, Foods has been selling it since like they opened up. Well, and look, now it's like, oh, my God, everyone must have it all the time. They, <laughs> they let the, the trademark expire in 1997. So uh, if they had just kept it, they yeah. could have rebooted it. But I'm going to look up LaCroix because I believe the origin story of... While you're doing that, do you remember Orbitz Soda? Yeah. The gum? Orbitz, not Orbit. It was a, a glass bottle, and you had flavors. They were all clear, but they had these little dots floating in them. Oh, Right. So the soda, it looked like a lava lamp, appealed to young kids. It was not tasty. People compared it to cough syrup. Mm -hmm. It disappeared off the shelves within a year of its 1997 debut. Today, you can find it still being sold on eBay if you're into drinking decade-old soda. Gross. Do you remember Lay's Wow Chips, the ones that had Olestra that made you bleed from your ass or leak (laughs) from your ass? Uh, Do you remember Olestra commercials? (laughs) like anal leakage maker oh. um in the late 90s frito-lay rolled out a miracle food a line of chips with an upbeat branding of wow um a compound called olestra allowed for the fat-free potato chip much like the seinfeld episode where supposedly fat-free frozen yogurt led to unexpected weight gain a secret was bubbling under the surface while it provided the satisfaction of tasting just like fat, the olestra mole- molecules were too large to be digested by the body, passing directly through the digestive tract unabsorbed. Right out of your anal. Sadly, the result <laughs> was similar to that of a laxative, stomach cramps and diarrhea. Assuredly, those consuming the chips were exclaiming, wow, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> wow, my butt hurts. <laughs> Oh, I remember that. And then they had to run all these commercials that were like, don't eat these chips. I would don't love to work on an anti-commercial. Right? An anti-commercial commercial. Yeah. yeah. Hi, this is Bob from Wow Chips. <laughs> and although we told you they were tasty, 
Um, we'd also like to offer everyone a free pack of Depends. Because, wow, you're going to leak out of your butthole. <laughs> so bad. Uh, LaCroix was founded in 81 and then acquired by National Beverage Corporation in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in 2002. Mm. So okay. it was right about Florida. It's been around for a solid 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Almost 40. And only in the last like two years has it become like this just ridiculous, huge like just giant thing that everyone you know it's part of the zeitgeist now you want to know about a perfume that uh was one of the biggest flops of all time i do tell me do you have a guess just random product that also try to be a perfume cheetos <laughs> good guess <laughs> harley davidson perfume oh here it smells like gas leather and bo uh starting in 1994 Another perfume, Black Fire, hit the market. Black Fire. Yeah, as recently Ugh. as 2005 and are all now discontinued. Understandably. You remember yeah. Harley Davidson cigarettes? I do. They would put them on like the edge of the counter. Yeah. And then people would steal buy, those. Buy one, get three free. Yeah, because <laughs> those are the ones yeah. that you stole and got you hooked on cigarettes. And yeah, then you totally. come back and buy them for life. I think that was an actual marketing plan. I wouldn't be surprised. I think in the 80s and 90s, I think cigarette companies were like, put these where kids can steal them <laughs> mm -hmm. because we'll make our money back over the course of 20 years as they're hooked on cigarettes. Yeah. Um, you got one to round us out? Um, I think that I do. Hold on. Uh, there's so many. So, so many. Um, okay, let's talk about Oh. There here's the the one. Mm -hmm. This is how we're gonna end it. Because I'm sure that you have had an iPod or two yep. in your time. I as well. In two thousand six, Microsoft came out with something called the Zune. The Zune was built to take on the iPod. I remember the Zune. It didn't. I had one. <laughs> it's funny looking. It's a it's I mean, it looks just like an iPod only more square more square rather than rectangle right i mean it's got the little the yeah. little loop-de-loop -loop in the middle and a, everything it was a full ripoff oh yeah um robbie bach the former leader of microsoft home entertainment and mobile business gives his explanation on why it flopped we just weren't brave enough honestly we ended up chasing apple with a product that actually wasn't about product but it was a chasing product there wasn't a reason for somebody to say, oh, I have to go out and get that thing because they already had iPods. I've got one more. Okay. The DeLorean. Ah, that's the best of all. Yeah. Have you seen the movie about, yeah, about John have. DeLorean? Yeah. It's, well, there's a documentary called Framing John DeLorean yep. that has a ton of like huge names in it. Mm -hmm. But there's another movie, and I don't know what network it was on, but it's got the guy from uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. Great actor. So good. It is such a good I love that show. <laughs> That's that was one of my quarantine finds. I never yeah. would have watched that had I not run out and gotten yeah. to the end of Netflix. That was Hulu. my dad's life. Like he yeah. was like building and programming computers like right. that in the seventies and eighties. Um but yeah, the DeLorean. And then to for for it to be such an iconic vehicle in a movie. Yeah. And then the whole story. Just amazing. It's incredible. Do and your own deep I mean, dive on you've the DeLorean. Seen the two of them that roll around town, right? Oh, yeah. I've also hired yeah. the one that has all the stuff on it. Oh, yeah. For music videos. Yeah. And it actually runs. Yeah. I got to drive it. Yeah. 
But um, that guy normally, when he's not in like films and music videos, he goes to Comic Cons. I, of course. You can pay twenty dollars to sit to, in it and yeah, take your picture. He says totally. he usually makes about a hundred grand a weekend. <clears throat> when I lived in Northridge, um, I used to go to this breakfast spot all the time, which is also where I used to see Dave Grohl all the time because it was right down from their studio. Wow. Um, we used to basically like sit side by side because the tables were not socially distanced at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, the DeLorean guy used to eat breakfast there as well. Wow, just you, me, Dave Grohl, and DeLorean guy, like, like the guy, the top that, of Hollywood, basically. The guy that invented the, De- the DeLorean, or no, the guy that the, owned the it? guy that owns it that drives around. That yeah. you go, oh my god, it, we're, there's the DeLorean. Wow. Yeah. Now I can only picture Egg, Dave Grohl shredding guitar, riding on the top of a DeLorean down a desert while highway. eating eggs Benedict. Ooh, good callback. Yeah. From yesterday. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, it was at Egg Spot, and they had like 50 different kinds of omelets and eggs benedicts. And Dave Grohl's. And Dave Grohl's. Uh, well, since it's Friday. Since it's Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. We did it. We did it. Uh, bye-bye.